Welcome to episode two of the What the Sheep podcast. We have a exciting, to say the least, episode to talk about. It ending with a absolute bang, um, but we'll get all we'll get to all that um, eventually. Um, but welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome everyone in the chat. Welcome everyone watching at home on YouTube. Welcome everyone here on this podcast. I am definitely excited to break down this episode. What do you guys think? Oh mm. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolute chaos. Um, so we'll get into all the major stuff later. We'll just break down some of the minor interesting stuff that happened along the way. Um, is there anything you guys want to open up with? Um, I'll just say, I think it was a nice kind of introduction to the episode. Uh, just going back to a pub, it felt very early campaign. Because um, we've kind of missed that a bit with and I thought that last episode too, we've kind of missed the traveling on the road aspect now mm -hmm. that they have teleport. Or yeah, that's true. So it's, I, I always love the traveling episodes. So them just traveling or going to a pub and finding rooms for the night. Uh, that's like mm -hmm. kind of classic D&D for me. So I love those experiences. So them just going to that dodgy old bar and harassing the old people there and, yeah. and then, you know, <laughs> splitting off into the creepy rooms. It's just, yeah, nice. Kind of nice nostalgia feeling for the early campaign. No, I definitely agree. Mm. And to, to add to that whole tavern scene, um, it was clear that the uh, a few members of the party, specifically not, sort of asked Bo, you know, how she was and how she was feeling in the moment. And they had just left her estate. Um, and she said that she was actually fine. She was actually better than she thought she was. Um, I want to know what your guys' thoughts on that, but I feel like that's just her throwing up her walls again and not really wanting to talk about it too much. I feel like she's not fine, and we eventually saw that later in the episode. It looks like she wasn't very fine. Um, but what do you guys think? Do you think she was actually being genuine in saying that she was actually better off than she thought she was, or do you think she was just lying and putting up those walls again? Yeah, she probably doesn't even know how not fine she is, like the character. I think Marisha absolutely does, but yeah, Bo certainly... There's no, there's no way she, yeah, nah. Was, I agree. She's just putting up walls again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think definitely. she might uh, like. You see, I think maybe Marisha herself might have been waiting more for like a one-on-one, -on -one, like conversation, maybe with like Jester or I don't know, maybe Caleb because they've done those mm -hmm. kind of role plays before. Um, but no, I definitely agree. I think it was kind of like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, let's let's get out of here, sort of thing. Um, we've, oh, we've got a mission to do. Let's focus on that. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, and yeah, just kind of going back to that old school kind of bow of, no, let's not talk about it, let's move on. Um, mm. And yeah, and like when they get to the bar and uh, the guy's like, oh, you look kind of familiar. And she's like, no, nah, no, nah, you know, yeah. you don't know me, sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, just trying to avoid any kind of confrontation in that scene. Um, but yeah, that's, that's Yeah. Yeah, I like that bit. It's like, you look familiar. Nah, nah. nah. Oh, okay. <laughs> nope. Yep. Move um, along. Yep. Move along. But, I was watching Marisha a lot through the episode because there were things going on around her that she wasn't always involved in. Like the entire last scene, she got um, obviously a different answer than she was expecting from this lady, not wanting to spoil it for anybody, um, than she was expecting. So that was transferring forwards into the next scene, but she wasn't entirely being 
nobody was really picking up on that um, trauma that she was experiencing. So it was like an undulating sine wave. She's fine one minute and they kind of leave her alone and then they come back to her and she's a bit scrambled in the head and it's like, what's going on? And then she's fine. And it's it's very dramatic, traumatic role play. Um, and you kind of feel for the person and the character at the same time. It's like, somebody needs to address this. This is a problem. It's going to get worse. If you don't mm -hmm. do it now, it's going to blow up. So... Yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens. Yeah, and she's had two rough sessions in a row now. Mm. Like, um, but yeah, no, it's it's such good role play. It's so good to watch. So lucky we get to watch it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Laura fucking Bailey. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we'll and we'll and that, that is a whole that is a whole thing to unpack, um, oh, which God. we'll definitely get to. Yeah, we all just have to sit on that for the next little while and talk about other things that Sorry. happen. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I know we have to. We have to. It's, it's, the, it's the dessert. It's the dessert for after yeah. after the meal. Um, yeah. But then after you know they had their their nice little night. Um, there was there was cute little banter between Jester and Ford as they went to like scout like the outhouse or whatever. <laughs> Why did they do that? I, did, I, I missed that. It's like what? I don't know. That was so no, random. It's because, it's because they worked out that Bo yeah. like that was Bo's old haunt. So they were mm. basically like Ford was. I think the the mental process seemed to be um, like. How do I find out the history of this place so I can get information, like background information on Bo, yeah. Bo's sort of okay. adolescence? And he was like, I'm going to check the history stacks. That's probably just like people writing like yeah, crap on the walls in the, in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so that's, and then it got real silly. But that, like, that was, I think, the, the process of like, how do I, how do I find out information? Oh, maybe it says like, <laughs> You know, yeah. Call this number for a good time. Bo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leading straight to Bell. Oh man. Um, yeah. I like. I liked when Jester said, um, "Where is this? Everything in this tavern about poop?" Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it kept yeah. coming back to that. Yeah. Even the bartender was bringing it back to that. Mm -hmm. no. Yeah, they got some. They got some shady stuff going on there, involving bowels and such. God. Um, <laughs> Like I said, it's a crappy place. Like Commodore itself yeah. sounds like a crappy place. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but whenever, whenever the party sleeps and there's like there's like a, a, a confirmation that they're they're having a night's rest and stuff, I'm always like, anxious and waiting for Matt to say like Travis, you have yes. a dream or, or like or like or, or something like I, Ford I has a dream or. This episode. I feel like I don't know if it's just the way Matt brought it up. I was like. Yeah. Is he gonna be like, Ford? Yeah, like, it, I'm waiting for already. every every time. It's gonna, it's because it, it's, it's gonna happen because because uh, the wild mother is obviously now protecting Ford to a certain extent, but who knows when Ukatoa will will like break through a little bit and and throw Ford off. I'm just waiting for that moment. I think it'll probably happen once a lot of this like bow-centric and not-centric story sort of winds down mm -hmm. a bit, then it might shift focus towards what Ford's going through, especially since it seems like they're going to be heading towards what Caduceus is working towards, which is also kind of what Ford's going to be working towards. So maybe 
it'll come up again because they'll be by the sea again um, for the negotiations yeah. and all that. So I'm wondering if uh, good old Ukatoa is going to be coming back soon. I don't know. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. Because, like, Melora herself, she's also a goddess of, like, the sea and the ocean. Mm -hmm. So it's such a nice parallel between the two of them. I just want to, like, I, I love that imagery way, way back when he was having the Ukatoa dream and, like, Melora was, like, bursting through the eye. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to see that physically. I want to see, yeah. like, Melora actually come down and beat up the snake. Yeah. Um, not going to happen, I don't know, but, you know. Yeah. Um, mm. No, I, I'm super excited for that. I'm terrified, like, as soon as he steps his toe into the ocean, it's just going to, like, get dragged in or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tentacle comes out. Yeah. Oh, no. There's oh. definitely something going to happen. The fact that Matt has released his book, he admitted on Twitter a few days ago that the Traveller is in mm. the book. So if um, Artigan is the Traveller, then... Um, that's yeah, what, that's yeah, when I saw that tweet, too. I thought, I wonder if that's um, them... Or not to suggest that they're moving the campaign forward faster than they need to, because I feel like TravelerCon is going to be in the next couple of episodes. Yeah. I feel like they want to get to TravelerCon before the book comes out, because perhaps the will reveal mm. some uh, spoilery yeah. information. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because it yeah. might have, obviously, links to Art again, or whoever the Traveler actually is. I mean, it's Art again, mm -hmm. but whoever the Traveler actually is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it definitely but, feels like... I don't mean to cut you off, but... Um, okay. It definitely feels like Matt is trying to speed up at least the relationship with the traveler and jester and with the rest of the party um, because jester has had interactions with the traveler with the party present but the traveler's never made himself um uh, like shown to the rest of the party until this episode when she's casting commune and then the rest of the party can see the traveler appear next to her um, so it's clear that Matt's trying to speed it up a little bit, or at least trying to get the party thinking about um, who the Traveler is. And But it does make sense narratively, since TravelerCon is coming up, he's going to be pay playing a much important role uh, within the next coming episodes. Um, but I guess we can talk about that now. Um, yeah, the Traveler finally cool. revealing himself to the rest of the party. Um, and then even even the traveler then acknowledging and like nodding to the rest of the party as you know he pointed yeah. off and and did that so it's kind of like a cheeky little little thing that he's doing there um it was definitely yeah. a bit that i like i rewound and watched like a bunch of times being, trying to work out what the like what happened with travis and and uh like ford casting mm. divine sense i like watched it over and over again just being like What's the information that's being gotten here? Mm -hmm. Get out the yeah. place handbook and like, oh god, yeah. I need to study this. Yeah, I what is the hallow spell? Yeah. 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 So we all and, um, know that it's through process of elimination, either an elemental or a fey. Yeah. yeah. An elemental doesn't really doesn't no. really seem right. Um, no, it's not crackling with energy. It's not trying to eat no. them all. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it um, fits so, it, so much. It all falls in line. Was this the first time Jester cast Commune as well? Because I, I thought she might have done it before, like another time when Caduceus had done it as well. But yes, uh, um, was this the first time? She she has she has done it before. I remember the most recent time before this one was when it failed. Um, okay. Because she tried, she like got the ice cream and stuff and tried like casting it or whatever, yes. and then it didn't work. 
Or maybe it was yes. a different spell. I can't remember. I think it was Chameleon. I think that was just her talking to him. I'm not maybe sure it she was. Maybe it was. Then, but, um, no, I just... And I think they said in the episode, and I'd have to rewatch to remember, but they said that Bo has seen the travel before when they were in Asarius. Is that right? I can't, yeah, I, I can't I, remember I, I, that I moment. should have double-checked. I didn't double-check, but yeah. they said that, yeah, Bo, when they were in the Knoll's house in Asarius, saw the traveler, mm. saw like a glimpse of the traveler. Um, yeah, but, I missed that as well. Yeah. Um, but I just love the whole conversation between Not and Ford about... Oh, he's so mysterious. Like, oh, yeah. you, you oh, lost yeah. all appeal once we yeah. knew everything about you. <laughs> and then, like, Caleb kind of like, so thing. mysterious. Look at him. <laughs> That's so good. I love, I live for Ford and not banter. It's so, yes. it's so pure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I fully, yeah, I have a list because uh, that's a video somebody asked me made and so i've been keeping a list of clips yeah. and i was like immediately like i was like oh my goodness yeah. yeah the silliest one i've heard but um but i thought the how like when i looked it up i got it wrong because i thought i didn't understand what hallow sense and divine hallow the hallow spell and divine sense yeah. had to do with each other so i thought it i thought they meant that like you could tell if that spell has been cast but what what you guys are saying is it's um you can tell the same information that of things that are affected by the hallow spell yeah yes right? that's protected by it so you can detect if somebody is attempting to deceive you and their true nature is an elemental fairy undead or whatever it's a bit like um Niztul's magic aura which um lady briarwood had in a necklace i believe and that uh, hid her vampiric nature from everybody else. They're like, is she a vampire? And they're like, use, use your detect good and evil. She's, she's fine. She's normal. And they're like, hmm, we don't trust this. What's going on? It's a, a clever DM's trick to hide um, evil people amongst the players. It's yeah, interesting, so. though, because I'm actually reading Divine Sense now, because I just, I didn't actually read I was reading the Hello spell, but it does say within the same, this is now getting into nitty-gritty D&D rules, but it says... Within the same radius, you also detect the presence of any place or object that has been consecrated or desecrated, as with the Hallow spell. It That's doesn't what I thought it was. say, like, is affected by the Hallow spell. It's specifically the consecration, desecration rules of the Hallow spell. Um, so, but uh, unless, I unless it I means, wanted... unless it means that the traveler maybe he can't be on this plane because he has been affected by the Hallow spell previously. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I want it to but... be out again, but I don't know whether that gave us more information. Or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it says first celestials, elementals, fey, fiends, and undead can't enter the area, nor can such creatures charm, frighten, or possess creatures. Travis may or um, Ford may have been concerned that Jester was being possessed or frightened. She's yeah. in a cult, yeah. after all. <laughs> um, that yeah any creature charmed frightened or possessed by such a creature is no longer charmed frightened or possessed so yeah it's um i don't know because we don't have any enough answers but it's yeah. an intriguing link a little bit of the bridge has been yeah. put in place and we can yeah. finally begin to see it now mm-hmm. come, on, come on matt give us, yeah, give just, us just give us the reveal give us the reveal oh. we're all waiting yeah. for it. I was gonna say, did you? I, I'm not gonna say. Mm, I would not. I don't know whether I should say it <laughs> say later it. if I can say find it. it. No, it's just I can't remember who made it. But somebody made a comic 
of Jester and the traveler, um, the traveler yes. talking to her and being like, "Oh, um, you're gonna be uh, um, a warlock." A warlock, and then yeah. it turns out that she's a cleric, and the traveler's like, "I'm not ready for this. Apparently, I'm a god now. What is what's happening?" <laughs> and it was just like pure. I, I, I'll look it up. Everyone talk, and I'll look it up. It's a really like good comic. Yeah, who that was. Um, but no, that's uh, that's that was great because I love when the nitty gritty parts of like actual D and D come into the play of it. So it's like, yeah. oh yes, I get to like mm. really look at the wording and things like that. And I know yeah. they often do rule of cool over rules as written, which is mm -hmm. great. That's fine. But I'm also mm. very much like, oh, I love rules. I'm gonna read yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah. Did any of you pick up on when he was when that was going down that scene? You could actually see Travis looking at his character sheet and going. Hmm. And you yeah. can see the thought yeah. process happening. It also happened with Jester later on when she, she knocked over her yeah. iPad at one point. And I was like, what is she looking at? And she was reading one of those little magic cards that they have. And he's like, yeah. oh, she's found something. Which, of course, we know she's like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> mm. no, it, was, it was such a good scene. I love like the setting up for the communion spell, the little statues, and yeah. The, yeah. the visual of um, like the rain stopping because he was protecting her with the cloak. Mm -hmm. Something I did read, which again leads to the Artigan theory. Um, I don't have the person who said it, but I think a few people have said it at this point. When he's showing the direction of where the hag is, he licks his finger and holds it up to like feel the air. And everyone's saying that's exactly what Garmili used to do to find directions. Like he would do like a very, yeah. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> excited. <laughs> interesting. Just, I mean, it's a very common thing to do to feel the wind, but yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. I think you're right. He did do that, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, I, I, I saw a few people comment that line. I feel bad. I should really have more. So. <laughs> All good. All good. Yeah. Um, but we also finally had combat. Yes. In this episode. It's been, it's been a very long time since we've oh, had any kind of combat. Liam was saying how they're rolling like for the um, skill checks. Yeah. And they rolled low, and um, they're like, ah, oh, no, goodness. like, no, we want low, we want yeah, to fight we want... monsters. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Like, I get that. Yeah. But they almost, like... they almost um, circumvented that fight with the harpies. Yeah. Liam oh, just rolled insane. poorly on his persuasion yeah. roll when he gave him the, gave him the food. They... That's almost more impressive than the dealings with the hag. Like dealing with harpies, it's pretty yeah. impressive because mm -hmm. they're just going to take what they want, really. Um, but. They, they were visually so exciting. The, were they gore feather? Is that what they were called? Yeah. Yeah, that's mm, what yeah. Saying, yeah. The gore feather harpies. Like, I love that idea of they're not the basic kind of coastal harpies. They're actual, like, uh, almost polluted by the region themselves and just mm -hmm. wicked. Like, um, the description of them dripping off the feathers. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I was like, secretly so hoping, like, I hope that stuff is super flammable. <laughs> like, Caleb just, mm. like, lights them up. But. Yeah. No, I thought it was going to be Kiri or, or a, a Kenku. Oh, oh, yeah. like, oh wow, yeah. it's a Kenku. Oh yeah, yeah. It's dripping thing. Oh no, it's, it's specifically Kiri. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I murder people. Like, <laughs> oh, no, that was yeah. a, that was a really it, fun it, fight. It crossed my mind too that it could be, that yeah when it was fluffy. I was like Kiri. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank goodness it wasn't. Out of, oh man. Yeah, that would have been hurtful. Mm. Yeah. But no, it was a good fight. Um, I liked just because it's been so long since they've had um, any form of combat. Except, yeah. you know, like even I think the most recent combat before that 
was a pit fight, so that was kind of low stakes combat. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, except for the Yasha, that was a bit more role play yeah. intensive. Mm. So the combat really before that would have been the fight with Obama for Punished, I think. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is true. That was before Christmas. Yeah, which, um, that was two, yeah, which is a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Two episodes and was, back to back of combat, though. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, By then they'd had enough. Yeah. So it's just it's it was really fun just to have a proper fight. Uh, I love Bo just breaking the spine of one of them. Um, yeah. It's good stuff. It's always yeah. fun. Yeah. Drunk Gotta love not. monks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drunk not tripping to get the how do you want to do yeah. this on the on the matron. <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. Um, um, but it feels like it feels it, it feels like super OP to have two clerics when they can just both drop their spirit guardians and just like yeah. fully case the joint with just mm. AOE damage. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But it also makes combat difficult for Matt for when he wants to make combats more deadly. Um, it's kind of hard to do that when you have two clerics. So I'm interested to see how he's going to handle um like boss fights or fights that are meant to be deadly because early on in the campaign there were fights where the party was not meant to win like they just need to run they just need to survive they just need to get out like especially with the, the dragon fight the dragon yeah um they just needed to get out of there um i think they're lucky then in the sense that they have caduceus who is a more traditional cleric and then jester mm -hmm. who's like the battle cleric yeah. So she'll heal if she needs to, but I think her kind of philosophy is more I'll bring you up than heal you. Mm -hmm. Like I'll revive you rather than heal. Um yeah. and she prefers to do more damage and more mm -hmm. kind of like AoE or, or not AoE, but more like um offensive spells yeah. and that sort of thing. Um but yeah, it does actually <laughs> it's mm -hmm. it's more peace of mind I think to have two clerics both with like revivify. That's always yeah. nice. Yeah. A grave cleric, though, that can just oh. flick his fingers and go, oh, yeah, natural 20? No, that doesn't happen. I oh, know that's, that's, that's two that's, natural 20s. Was that's painful. It's, it's rare enough as a GM, you're like, yes, natural 20, this is going to be a really good damage roll, right? Where's all my yeah. dice? Oh, you just, okay, fine. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You'll go, carry on. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of almost happened with Matt's two natural 20s, because he got the natural 20, mm -hmm. and then I think it was the armor of Agathus, like, yeah. killed the thing killed for a good use of the second you still roll two twenty. So that's yeah. it. That that was cool. Four just stood there, and there's just ice coming off, and you yep. can be yeah. dead, and you can be dead. Yeah. Hey, come on, hit me. Yeah. Um, but you know what, Matt? Matt got his his critical hit fix when he did almost a hundred damage to Ford in that one swing during the fighting pits. Yeah. So Ninety three uh, points of damage. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that is Paladin's man. Oof. <laughs> just fried him on the spot. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, I mentioned before, you know, before we started streaming how Matt likes to make traveling interesting and actually mean something when they're moving through these deadly lands and stuff. So I like the idea of like skill challenges that like challenge the people to, to, to think of something creative, yep. uh, emphasis on creative, well, um, yeah. um, to get through the pleased. swamp. As, super um, pleased he let them pick whatever skill they wanted. Yep, any skill and any skill. You know, we got it. <laughs> and Travis took that literally and decided to deceive, deceive his, way. his way through the swamp. He did. He did was... say like he did say that the difficulty would be harder if oh, like, yeah. uh, the the stranger the check they chose. 
but um, I think it stops. It's a really good idea because it stops. I know in playing D&D, if you're traveling for a long time, this, if one person is particularly good at survival or nature or whatever the DM like is using for mm-hmm. the travel skill, they are the one that's always rolling and always mm-hmm. heading. And, no, and if, if you've got like a number of roles to make over huge travel, like Tomb of Annihilation, you're like battling through the jungle or whatever, it, that's a really good way of, of mixing that up and having everybody getting a chance to, yeah. to yeah. contribute something. Yeah, because it, it can get a bit boring if it's just survivor roll, survivor roll, mm-hmm. survivor roll. Oh, you failed one, you got a bit lost for a while, oh, now you're back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think the fact that he let them do whatever they wanted. Like, Caduceus' animal handling check was really creative, oh, yeah. too, I thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, trying to let the horses guide the way a bit. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, the deceiving the swamp. <laughs> I'd love to know the DC so for that. I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking, like, 30 at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's got to be almost impossible. Mm-hmm. But I mean, wow. it makes sense because, you know, if you're disguising yourself as this disgusting undead hag, yeah. creature creatures of the forest are probably going to stay sense. away and just let yeah. you go along your path. So I can understand, yeah. you know, Travis's yeah. thought process on it. Just the, the role wasn't in his favor, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a lovely I, was idea. Su- I was super surprised at um, the use of a random rolling table. I, um, like, besides... Um, so I'm like a self-taught DM besides online like Critical Role and other podcasts. I haven't really seen other people play. So I can only go from like my own experience. And that sort of made my game really random in that the things that were happening didn't have much to do with the story. So it like it messed it up. But the fact that he did that made me go, okay, maybe there is like there is merit in a like roll on a random random table mm-hmm. um, i think uh, i think it'd be interesting i'd love to see the table he had for that because mm-hmm. it seems like all the things that did happen were very thematic for the region so um yeah, sure. like i think it's random to an extent because all of them were like either swamp based or like the yeah. devices. like it's all that kind of dark landscape um like so if if he rolled and it's like oh you know um like a storm giant came out and attacked mm. you it'd be a bit random like as per the table's name but i think maybe he, he would have um what's the word he, he would have just like designed it to yeah. maybe suit the region which i mm. think is the way to go like um but like you said it kind of keeps it interesting and it um, yeah he probably just had one or two battle maps ready to go for whatever region they were in and then just threw mm. it down i don't think he had that many like harpy minis in that he was actually using like angels and yeah. like yeah. rocks and things like that but um mm-hmm. you know i i really like using tables uh for travel just yeah. because it's fun for me then as the dm because it's like oh i don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. like, I, I know yeah. what's on the table so i know what could possibly happen but it's a bit of a surprise for me as well mm-hmm. um and then i get to like improv a way to work it naturally into the story mm-hmm. yeah 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 we had a wild magic sorcerer Sorry, go on. No, I was just, that's it. I, that, I think that's the key part. We're making sure it weaves in. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. We, we had a, a wild magic sorcerer when they, you have the wild magic table where you roll a d100 yeah. and random things can happen. I think it's a 37 if you get a fireball is centered on you. 
Um, but we found a, a much more expansive table where you roll a D20, then you roll a D100 and you follow it down and then there's more instructions wow. for the GM and it's it's fantastic. There's like time delayed effects to it and trying to keep track of it all is impossible. I would yeah. never be able to come up with these inspirational moments if it wasn't for a table telling me what to do. Yeah. It, yeah. it provides tools for you to use with the players. It's... Um, hmm interesting how it can work sometimes the, the combinations that you can get are just very random mm -hmm. very off the wall you're just like that's never going to work okay fine it's dnd &D, let's go with it we, we were, somebody yeah. had flying cows i heard one so yeah why not <laughs> yeah yeah gotta love gotta love wild magic sorcerers <laughs> and just their absolute randomness mm -hmm. um, yeah and then after you know all the travel they finally reached the home of Asharni, and it's it's uh, it was giving me Yoda vibes. Like as they were as they were like traveling through this swamp and the way he was describing it, and then like the way her house was, I was like, oh man, are we, is like Yoda gonna be in there? Are we gonna see like a we're gonna have like a Star Wars moment? But I mean, the suspense was just very palpable as they were, you know, approaching this this home since this this witch is such an important character. For the you know for the overall story that we've had so far or at least of recent times um and we have no idea really what to expect um going into it yeah. um so what, what were your guys's thoughts as they were as they were approaching this 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 new scene it was a lot of no 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 let's go back this is awful <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think what makes it creepier with um, hindsight is the fact that she was there the whole time watching them from the outside. Oh God! Yeah. Like when, when when it was revealed, like um, he said, forward, you see the shape on the roof, and just is like, well, do I see it? He's like, no, you don't. She's like, oh Oof. God, she's invisible. Oh no. Oh yeah. God. Um, oh, but just the the description, like I love the description of the whole place, even before they got in, like the bramble um, mm -hmm. around the outside, saying how thorns mm -hmm. were sizes of like daggers and short swords. Like that was mm -hmm. such, um, like the hooks. So, he yeah. described the hooks, and I was like, "Oh, that's ominous. Why have the hooks yeah. there? You're going to use this kind of weapon." Yeah. yeah, let's not go here, kind of. Mm -hmm. But um, the entire—sorry to interrupt—the entire place was. It felt designed to scare Travis, as we all know. Travis is a real scaredy cat, but he seemed to be quite confident. He seemed to be kind of the one that was like, "No, I shall not attack her." When he asked, "Like, what's her stance like?" So I shall not attack, I shall talk. Hmm. And even when he went in first and had the chat, yeah. I thought he was going to be like, no, no, please let me out. This is uh, banging on the door kind of thing. Yeah. It was a nice he, disconnect he between Travis and Ford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was very interesting. Sorry, yeah. go back. No, 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 I agree. Um, the, the entire interior, um, it's like, it was like almost an evil version of Keona the Keens. Yeah. Like, so, or mm -hmm. I say evil in a sense because it just had that real um, ominous feeling, but mm -hmm. uh, very similar, like kind of cluttered but organized um, in cages and potions. And, um, I was interested in when Caduceus did the detect magic and said, oh, obviously the potions on the wall, you get a sense, but there were sensors up in the ceiling. Like, was that from the cages or was that just in the rafters? Mm. I mean, I'm I wonder what was in those cages, like what magic. Oh, what what if it was? Things? What if he was detecting the Sharnai on the roof, oh. and the things she was wearing? Yeah, <laughs> that that's be... really good. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, um, or maybe it's like I, the objects from the deals. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. God. I um, I thought that it was a really good example of those moments where, those moments at a D and D table where your, the players watch the DM really, really carefully. For example, yes. they um, uh, they were like, okay, he said, okay, so, uh, Jester and uh, not Jester, um, Bo and Not are going inside. Are all the rest of you off? Like in your mm. way, and that's just Why? such like that's the type of thing you accidentally say as a DM, and then somebody like, "Why?" Because and then so yeah. Ashley, yeah, then Ashley was like, "No, I'm right there," and so yeah. there was it, it was it sort of those moments make everything feel like come down really small, where it feels like cast are just watching everything that Matt does to see if they can get any information of like of what might be about to happen just mm. from like the way he talks and yeah so i think he was really enjoying building up that really creepy scene and they were really enjoying mm. trying to parse out everything that he said to yeah. try and just get a tiny little clue as to what was about to happen next mm. and he was also giving really really like huge dm like like I don't know. It really felt like do not fight this person. Like it felt to me a lot like this. I don't know. I don't know what like challenge rating if she if they would be able to kill her or get her to the point where she just like runs away. But it did feel very much like if you just try and attack this person, everybody might just die. Like yeah. Mm. Yeah, she was really very old. Yeah. I was really surprised too. They mentioned it when they were getting rid of the horses. Caleb said he didn't have teleportation circle prepared, mm. um, which it's to like, me what? kind of Why? makes him think he was ready for a fight mm. because that's not mm -hmm. something you can do quickly. So I imagine maybe he had more offensive spells prepared. Um, you could see him because he got out all his magic items out of his binder and he had them all in front of him, yeah. like while. Uh, before Jester even went in, or while Jester was in there, I can't remember now, but like he like was rereading his things and had them all out ready. Mm. I think and then... he was thinking of what he was going to offer. He got a chance to speak to the hag. That's a good point. Mm. And then yeah. we didn't get it. Yeah, Caleb could have offered we so much. <laughs> we didn't get him or Caduceus. And I they were like, oh, I would have loved to have heard what they would have said. Um... <laughs> Like, I would have just like been great for different reasons. <laughs> I, I would I was just I was wanting because when I was watching the episode I, I I take notes when I was watching it, and when uh when Ke uh, not Kiona when Ishar and I um was saying you know you can come in one at a time and we can discuss about what you want I wrote down palm readings question mark I was like I was really <laughs> hoping someone was just gonna be like tell me my future or like tell me yeah. something. Um, oh. I think it would have been interesting. I, I particularly wanted, um, uh, who is Alex Hogarth in, in chat was saying that he was interested in what Caleb and Caduceus yeah. would have offered or would have wanted. I was interested in Caleb because we, we obviously know he has huge ambitions of the things he wants to accomplish. So it would have been interesting if he had a more like, I, I say selfish loosely, um, moment with her where he asks her if it's possible to do the things he wants to do 
and what steps he would need to take and if she would be able to help him. So I think it would have been cool if Caleb had that moment, but um, we didn't get to or see what it. He, or on the opposite end of that, what he might have been prepared to give up yeah. to help not. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's why he wasn't maybe offering to go in like straight away, like mm -hmm. other people going in first. Um, because it's kind of that question of well, what matters most to you. Like, would you, would yeah. you prepare to give up something major for not, or you know, or make a self selfish decision and take something for yourself? Mm -hmm. um, crazy fan fiction theories in my head. It's like, ah, oh, what would he give up? <laughs> what would he give up for not? It's like, that, like the ability to have those magics. Or like yeah, that, that's that's really the only thing I could think of. Like that, giving up his spell books, giving up his yeah. His desire to like continue that forward. He has maybe like yeah. his plans, mm -hmm. but we'll never know. Yeah, and then Did, Caduceus, like what Caduceus? Yeah. Um, oh. Well, we we know he had his his moment where he talked about fear and he talked about not wanting to know if there are people and his family waiting for him down south because he doesn't want the fear to stop him. Um, from going, or if there are people waiting for him, he doesn't want to think about that while the party is off doing other things. Yes. Um, so, but then he had his moment where he asked the Wild Mother during his commune if there were people waiting for him, and she confirmed that there are. Um, yeah. And then he, he immediately regretted saying response. that he was... Huh? He got kind of a lukewarm response to that, wasn't it? It wasn't like... A yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, so it may it not like, have, it it may not be his family that's waiting for him, but yeah. some something yeah. some something is 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 waiting there for him. Yes. Um, so I feel like Caduceus wouldn't have asked for anything, um, but I wonder. I do wonder what he would have offered up, because um, Caduceus is kind of like a a mysterious character in his own regard. We really don't know a lot about him. Yeah, as far as his past means. goes we don't really know what he we know what he wants but what he wants is really what the wild mother wants i yeah. guess because he's on a, he's on this mission for the wild mother to restore his home mm. so it'd be interesting to see like once once his his mission is complete what's going to be next for caduceus yeah but even I mean, like yasha offering her book like yasha like the more we go through, the more I'm like, we know nothing about, like, even though we've played out some of Yasha's, like, it actually has had, like, this whole arc thing happen, we still don't really know, like, solid things, or there isn't, like, connections to solid, like, people, because there's, like, because Yasha has all of this, um, like, memory loss craziness mm -hmm. so even her offering her book was like we already knew that as like a pretend like we already knew that bit of information mm -hmm. um but it is definitely something that i a hundred percent am gonna steal and use in my own game the concept of a powerful being like living off um others misery and and saying you can you, I, I'll do something for you if you give me something that makes that will lead to misery in your life. That's that's such an interesting role playing mechanic, and mm -hmm. that led to such incredible stuff happening at the table that it went straight into my like tools. That I, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna gonna use that at some point. Yeah. Um, 
just quickly back to Cat. I've just seen Jace Drolly thirteen on the Twitch chat. Um, they've just mentioned something that I was thinking too. Maybe the thing that Cad could give away is his chance to cure the Savalier Woods, um, mm. or like he'd give up his quest with the Wild Ones, which is kind of like what you're saying. Um, but uh, it's it's hard to think because if you think about like yeah, Yasha offered up her flower book and she's like, no, that's not enough. And I feel like that would have mm. been a very hard persuasion for that to mm. have been enough. Mm -hmm. um, because it's kind of like she already has misery attached to that. That would have, that's kind of just like, it's obviously a sentimental object, but it is kind of just an object. Yeah. Um, so. I love the way Matt think... said that, though. And he said, like, you have a lot of scars. You have, mm -hmm. you're already got full of misery. It's like, yeah. I yeah. can't give you any more misery. You've already experienced it all. And she's like, mm, yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm sad we didn't get the Caleb conversation. Because yeah, she was like, Whoa. I the same thing. Yeah, okay, that's too <laughs> no, much. Too much. Too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, should we talk about what the other people offered? Um, not. Can we not. talk about Marisha almost scanlining out of the game? Oh, God, it, it was so heartbreaking. We should, we should just let viewers know as well. We do do have spoilers for campaign one. <laughs> all, <as well>. spoilers. <laughs> oh, yeah. so all spoilers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she almost scanned it. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Uh, uh, like her face, she was ready. She was done. I know. She was there emotionally, she was just gonna go for it, and that mm -hmm. was it. And then when it turned, I, I like, she stayed in character, but also I think as Marisha, she just couldn't believe that that didn't play out. Mm -hmm. And then I saw on Twitter, um, she she tweeted, like, today, I think, or, like, a number of hours afterwards, she tweeted, um, I, uh, even after the cameras rolled, the cast said to me, we, in no way were we going to let you do that. No. We weren't going to let you leave. Like, so they all knew, like, they could all tell what was happening. They could all see she was thinking. Mm. And they were all like, no. Nah. That's not that's not what's gonna happen. Yeah. I was terrified so, she was just gonna bolt back into the house at some point and make the mm, deal. Yeah, but I me think too. she was maybe waiting for everyone to have a chance to like have their have their story. Um and then obviously just Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just like, no, someone else go in quick before before Marisha runs in. <laughs> Bo or Bo runs well, in. Both of them run she in. Almost, like, they they try not to metagame so much. She almost entirely metagamed by like she's like, I'm just gonna knock on the door and say, oh, like, yeah. you're not there. And they're like, no, she's only yeah. been in for a couple of minutes. And so she like, she legitimately, I think, was like, I knock on the door, and they're like, that doesn't happen because yeah. you don't know that this is happening. And right. so it was like so freaking tense. That's so, kind of how what, it felt. That's kind of how how it felt for everyone that was going in, like with not talking about. Um, potentially sabotaging the the negotiations, the peace negotiations. I was like, "What? That is actually insane!" But it, I, I touched on it a little bit in in the the aftermath episode earlier. That it just shows that how how desperate Not is is to remove this curse, um, and but it also could be not thinking that the negotiations aren't going to work anyways because she might have her. She might be pretty skeptical about the Empire actually working with the Dynasty to come to some sort of resolution. So she might not even, you know, care about sabotaging them since in her mind yeah. it might already be, you know, 
useless think, to try. What and I, I want to talk a bit more about bows as well, but I think mm -hmm. for not um, what I thought was it was her just trying to think of what would be the most misery mm -hmm. that could be caused, and it would obviously be like continuing the war. Um, and I got a bit confused, and I actually went back and rewatched it. The whole idea of well, the misery needs to be linked to someone; it can't just be overall misery like Ashana yeah. needs to actually be linked to it somehow and that whole idea of all using the potion that that bit confused me a little bit how that would work mm -hmm. and I think that might have been a bit of Matt thinking well how is this going to work like mm -hmm. if you yeah just... that was a hundred percent just him riffing on yeah, the spot like, oh like, this potion will make it crazy... work um, yeah that's a crazy thing you just said I'll let that happen here's how it will happen yeah yeah, yeah. um and because a, lo a lot of people I was in the um reddit live chat watching that as i was watching the episode and everyone's just saying oh not chaotic evil now like that's the most evil thing you can do and it's like and like i'm also a type of person that i don't fully buy into the alignment charts like it's a good guide but you're not stuck to it i don't feel mm. um and so that whole idea of well no she's generally more of a neutral character like she cares about herself and the people around her and everything else comes later or she wants to protect and make sure everything's good for herself and good people around her first if that comes at the expense of others so be it um but i i don't see that one because i don't see that one having going gone through um because as not came out was saying like they're like what did you offer and she was beating around the bush a lot um and they eventually got it out she's like well i offered war i could see them going like well no that's that's not okay that's not ready for you to mm. offer mm -hmm. i don't think well that's how i felt like it was it was a very selfish thing to offer i don't think it makes her evil mm -hmm. um it makes her selfish which we've always yeah. kind of known about not um but she's also we, we can't really know because she's in that position she's the one with yeah. her she's the one that wants mm -hmm. to get into her family she's going to do whatever it takes really and it's just kind of crazy <laughs> to offer yeah. war. Yeah. um why why but, do you think sam uh why do you think uh matt didn't make them all leave make them all leave when they're all in there, like, so, like, when each of them was in the hut by themselves and none of them could hear, oh. like, none of the characters could mm. hear, what, what do you think made him make, make the decision? Because it was, like, because that whole thing could have potentially played out, like, potentially differently if... I get the impression it's a saying... fairly big room and it, the logistics of them all leaving the room is significant. Yeah. It's not just, like, the little bubble that we see. There's, like, a, a studio around it with... And, yeah, and he may not have just thought of it at the time. That would have been really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but but I, I feel like he also <laughs> expected that they were all going to want to have a one-on-one -on -one with, with Asharnai. And he, mm -hmm. he might have thought that it would be kind of a hassle to have everyone leave and then come yeah. back in over and over again for everyone's yeah. Um, yeah, chance with her. Yeah, I think that's her. probably why. I think they need to have a whisper cam. Those, the, the few times when you uh, actually hear Matt whisper and you're like, oh, this is amazing, we actually get to hear the whisper. That's like, they, they need a whisper microphone and a whisper cam so we can actually see the, the lips moving yeah. and hear it. It would be so yeah. awesome to be able to hear those things. Yeah. I mean, like watching the looks on the faces and when they're kind of going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're writing stuff down. It's just mm -hmm. like, what What did he say? What did I he know. say? And everybody else is I doing know. the same. Going, what, what? And they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they all but look no, at that as... I agree. I think it's just logistically moving everyone would have been too difficult. Um, it would have been cool yeah. for role play purposes, but then on the opposite end of the spectrum, 
I'm glad they didn't because they would have missed out on Jester. Yeah. Um, oh, true. But be be true. before we talk about Jester, uh, can we talk a bit more about Bo? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's like definitely a few things that I want to. Yeah. Um, because that was intense. Like, obviously, we've we've spoken about the role play and mm -hmm. like how she was acting after and everything, but the things in character that she was actually offering. Yeah. Um. Pretty. Uh, pretty intense the idea yeah. that she was going to just give it all give it all up everything she worked for her her blood family her found family and her position um i was wondering what you guys think about that obviously that would cause exponential misery um mm -hmm. but it's sad to think that she feels as though this is the best it's going to get for her she was saying that like mm -hmm. like I, I could never top this or something along those lines um and yeah, i'm just wondering what you guys think about that that concept that very strong sense of self-loathing that Bo is now it's becoming more apparent that she does have mm -hmm. this sense of self-loathing um yeah maybe dissimilar mm. to caleb's but almost feels almost as strong to some extent like she low self-confidence low self like high self-loathing what do you guys think like we said at the start she's like it, it was a very it was very starkly starkly uh shown in that moment that she's not okay she's like whatever i'll just well no I, it's not that she was flippant but the fact that that's what she offered was basically like her sacrificing herself but it didn't feel like in a um it wasn't in a sort of i'll go down in a blaze of glory kind of sacrifice herself way it was a uh, I'm not worth as much as they are. Mm. They're better than, like you were saying, that self-loathing. They're better. She didn't say these things, but it felt like mm -hmm. they're better than me. They're worth more than me. Not happiness is worth more than my happiness. Mm. Take, like, take this, um, take everything from me, whatever. Like, just do it. And it was so heartbreaking to see that. And I'm really looking forward to the the, the character debrief of that. Yeah. Oh, it'll be interesting to see her there on tour next week. I really hope Marisha's there. I wish they would sometimes do three people. Because um, I want Matt, Marisha, and Cora. But, the, um, yeah, no, it's just that idea that, um, yeah, she would just walk away. Because we were joking, kind of joking. Like, oh, she's scanling it. Like, doing mm -hmm. a scanlan. Um, yeah. I feel like when Scanlan left, it was very much because his character had to go at that point. He'd been through too much and you no, know, he had to actually leave. Mm -hmm. But this, it was definitely more of a sacrifice. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. she was going to trade all her happiness for not and for her new family. Um, and it feels almost too much. It felt like the hag was getting the better end of the deal on that one. Like yeah. her giving up everything didn't feel like an equal exchange. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's game changing. It's game ending yeah. for her. It's yeah. like, okay, I will stop playing the game. You're like, what? That's just ridiculous. I thought it was bonkers. I thought it was a really ridiculous yeah. trade. I'm just like, that's not going to work. She's not going to accept it. Even if she does accept it, you're out of the game. You're making your character. Where's yeah. the logic? Yeah. We, we were literally watching an almost character death. Because if yeah. she had walked away, that, yeah. that, that would have been it. That would have been the last time we've, we have we would have seen Bo. Mm, I don't know. I think Matt would have dragged her back somehow. But um, yeah. Yeah, it would have mm -hmm. been a character for Marisha. But it was very much a... I was not shouting at the screen. I'm not that... I yeah. sometimes shout at the screen. But yeah. it was very much like, no, no, don't do that. Like, yeah. someone else go in and talk to mm -hmm. her. 
um, and then we got not, and it's like, no, don't do that. Either. Yeah, no, <laughs> send someone uh, else. Send someone else. The, the, the Reddit chat was just like, just kill her. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I thought mm. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was a really um, strong character choice for Marisha, oh. and and like, and it to me, like, it made sense. I agree with both of you that like the hag was getting the the better end of that deal, but. I felt like for her character, she's like, yeah, that self-loathing, that, well, this would be a good way to, like, to give back to these people who have, like, to not and to this general family that have done so much for me. This is just what I'll do. And it was heartbreaking, but it, like, I could see, like, I could see where she, why she was making that choice and it, mm-hmm. like, it would have made to be very dramatic watching and i feel like matt as well was a bit like oh holy shit that's huge mm. um because he was then saying like well think about it if you're not too sure yeah, um, yeah. you know take, take a bit of time mm. see what other people might have to offer you know back, back off a bit <laughs> 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 not speaking yeah. for matt but that's the kind of sense i got of like yeah that's, that's big actually have a, like a long thing about it and i'm sure marisha would have probably had that in mind mm-hmm. already but um well, maybe not because it was very interesting when the hag saying, like she's saying, I don't take pre-existing misery. I need something to be given to me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you could see Marisha mm-hmm. saying, well, what do I, what do I not want to give? And I think straight away she's like, oh, my family and my position. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it was a spur of the moment decision. Uh, yeah, not entirely maybe, thought yeah, so. I was like, I was like, thank you, Matt. Like, yeah, send her back out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> Next. So, yeah. yeah, and then yeah, and then we get not. <laughs> Can I ask a question? It's a bit unrelated. I've noticed on a few episodes um, that Laura stops Sam from eating food. Is Sam on a diet? What's going on there? When he says, I think the first one was she just bumped his hand um, because I saw a gift set of that. Yeah, that was a great moment. He was like, he had a cookie in a hand. And she just bumped him and he dropped it. And then every subsequent time of him trying to eat it, she was like knocking it out of his hand. <laughs> yeah. They are, they are chaotic together, sitting next to each other. Yeah. I saw someone made a, I, th- I think someone made a super cutter. It might have been a gift set of just mm-hmm. every time they've like been mucking around. And it happened again this episode with um Travis saying like, what are you two talking about? Yeah. Or, what are yeah. you two doing? He's like, we are listening to Matt. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so good. Um, but I, I also love the gift sets of Marisha invading the personal space of Liam when she gets into yeah. her her mm-hmm. super role play. Those are also yeah. super less, super hilarious. Less yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got, so I've got a few more videos of that coming up. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah. But can we talk about Justin now? Let's talk about yeah, Justin. Yeah, let's talk about that huge, huge bomb. Yeah, um, just, I was. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I will just say it's lunchtime here, so don't hope, hope you don't mind if I just eat this blueberry. Oh, no, <laughs> you are. It looks delicious. Go for it. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. But honestly, I was. After what happened with um, Jester and Ludinus, how Matt even said that. Even Jester is able to throw off this extremely powerful wizard. Um, I was like, okay, we know that Jester is a super chaotic, just full of chaotic energy. We don't know what's going to happen when, when when she enters a room. 
And so I was, I was just like, okay, here comes, here comes the good stuff. Here's what yeah. we've been waiting for. Um, so but I didn't know what to expect decide. with her going in there. Yeah. Cause w before she was joking about offering up her hand, um, she sort of just said, Oh, you know, I could cut off my hand and lose my artistic ability. Oh, yeah. Um, but then she, you know, thought about it. Um, and was like, Hmm, you know, maybe I can, maybe I can do something with this, but I going into that, I had no idea what she was going to do. And even leading up to it, you know, oh my God, she was just so, she was so clever, so clever okay. in that moment. Laura mm -hmm. had to have been thinking about that long before she went into that room. She was, she was, you could see it happening. Like when she found the card, she actually went through a moment in her mind of like, hang on, I've got something somewhere that gives you disadvantage on wisdom checks. Where is it? And she knocked over an iPad and then she found one of the little cards and she was like, oh, da, da, da. so you could see the, the plan formulating in her mind. But she also went through a similar, similar to Scanlan's um, uh, Vecna counterspell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she had to maintain that level of deception for Matt and for the other yeah. players around her so that she could pull it off. So yeah, hats off to it. It was an incredible yeah, performance. You watch that scene and you think oh it's just Laura being jester like coming like hi like you know super friendly and mm -hmm. super charming and disarming but it's all playing into that whole role as you say of you know getting Matt to not suspect anything it's just like yeah. oh, it's jester being jester oh no it's jester being a goddamn um like MVP yeah <laughs> destroying yeah. the world kind of Jeez. Thing. yeah uh, and I forgot when she got that too plays. Modified memory. Yeah, it, I couldn't remember where it was at the bakery, wasn't it? It was Pumat Salt. Ah, Pumat. It was uh, yeah. She tossed up. I went back and rewatched the scene, but she um tossed up on buying for a while because it was quite expensive, and she's like, yeah, no, this will come in handy, sort of thing. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. And yeah, it did. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, would, I would definitely say so. I was like, because I, I I enjoyed, I say I enjoyed, I did enjoy the cars freaking out of her like. Or like pretty much offering up her hands yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and they're like no what are you doing and I did like that felt like an even tr trade on that one I thought yeah. yeah that makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. and a small part of me was actually very excited to see how would that work her being like a handless cleric would mm -hmm. she, I like the comment of is it going to be like Doctor Strange like will I still be able to cast spells because mm -hmm. uh, I have seen them talk <laughs> about that a few times on social media of uh, physical disabilities in D and D and how that plays mm -hmm. out to like being mute. How would you do spells? Um, can sign language work for your verbal component? Mm -hmm. So I was kind of excited. I was like, "Oh, that's going to be really interesting." If she does actually lose her hands, um, how will that work for that character? That's going to be a whole new arc of her developing even further. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, "No, let's just have a blueberry cupcake." And <laughs> and even in that conversation, like she was pushing the like, "Oh no, it's going to be so bad. I'm going to miss my hands." And Matt, mm. because Matt's always switched on, was like, because I was sort of like thinking, there are probably critical role fans that don't have at least one hand. Like that's a thing. So there mm. are people out there. And so Matt, Matt, I could see him thinking, and he said, um, individuals make do all the time. Yeah. And I was mm -hmm. like, yes, okay, Matt, you saved it. Yeah. She's like, you could yeah. potentially be all right. Like that, mm. you know. I think that was Matt too, yeah, saying like it's it's okay. We'll figure something out. Like it will, yeah, it will work. It's yeah. not like you're completely exiling a character and they're going to be mm -hmm. essentially dead. For um, example, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, just it was in, no, yeah. The way she was role playing and just saying like, "Can I just have 
one last thing to eat and look this is me using my fingers um yeah. and I, I love travis's reaction he's just kind of like no like what are you yeah. doing like don't yeah. do it um and i was a bit like at that stage i was like this is excellent this is so exciting yeah. but i was just like no think about it because i want to see what caduceus and caleb's going to say mm -hmm. but it obviously worked out so well yeah. um just the way she slowly reveals everything like that had the dust of deliciousness on it yeah yeah like, i was like all right oh, okay. remind me when that is again yeah she's disadvantage like, on wisdom she, saves I, okay yeah, I thought it was just a joke because she's like it makes everything really tasty i'm like oh that's yeah. cute she's like yeah. disadvantage on wisdom saves i'm like, like oh, oh shit what is she doing yeah what is she yeah and like up? i'm gonna cast and modify memory it's like <laughs> oh man no. But it, but it makes it... memory is so tricky though. It's so difficult. Yeah. You've got to phrase mm -hmm. it just right. And you could see Matt contemplating and kind of like, okay, so she knows this and you've implanted that memory, yeah. but she's also got the memories from what else has happened that day. And her other friends have been coming in asking a trade and now she doesn't need to. Uh, it's yeah. yeah. I'm sure yeah. she's going to work it out. She's definitely yeah. going to be a long mm -hmm. returning. Yeah. Ah, I remember like, me. It's, been, it's yeah. been really weird. And like, I am. Um, I made a joke on Twitter. I was like, when she does actually restore her memory, she's like, you know, that's actually pretty impressive. Like, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> kind mm -hmm. of that's how it goes. It's not. She's going to be super evil yeah. about it. Yeah. But hey, um, I, feel, I think um, uh, Travis said we really rockshusted that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's that's coming. Yeah. Back. Yeah. That's coming back, which is exciting too because I've seen a lot of people saying like, oh, we're like building up towards the end of the campaign. It's like <laughs> no. No, you've just created it. But here's arc. yeah, here, here's yeah. here's 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 something. What if we're gonna have a um a dual boss battle where in one episode Asharnai comes back and also Geladon the Nightmare in yep. Ivory, the white dragon that's gonna be hunting them down at some point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are just making enemies all over the place. I made a list. It's like That's the white dragon stop. where they sneaked into his yep. cave. Yep. yep. Um, I'm not sure he'll turn up again, but yeah, might be interesting. Well, they he said like he made a whole big deal of i have your scent now like yeah. i will find you um yeah, whether or not dragons always does, say that but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um no i made a list of everyone that pissed off and it's the hag and then i had a few people say well they pissed off a rock <laughs> the tumble calves yeah the, the rock. king kind of to shilla yeah. probably not gonna come back toya yeah. she did say she was gonna kill Bo. Which one? Wait, which one was Toya? She's the dwarf child from the very beginning of the campaign. Oh, yeah. She said she was going to make Bo pay. And, of course, the chair. Um, oh, yeah, of course. But The big bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was a really fun list of everything that's going to come back and hurt mm. them. Um, but, holy crap, Jester. Amazing. Oh. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that the end. Like, all right, bye. Yeah, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> it's fine, you're fine. Go. You still have hands. I do. Let's go. Yep. Yeah. We're walking, we're walking. Come on. We are going, yeah. Yeah. moving. <laughs> um, just quickly, too, talking about dragons, I saw a really interesting post. Um, I, I saw a few people saying, like, ooh, Ishanai is almost an anagram of Raishan. Um, um, and I was like, yeah, that's a bit... I, I don't know if I fully buy into that. Someone made a comparison between... Uh, the area around the hut with a black dragon's lair. Um, yes, I picked up on that. Interesting. The pools of black yeah. bubbling, and I was yeah. like, mm, and, like that's a lair action waiting to happen. And mm -hmm. the specific magic resistance, but 
But I don't think... Yeah, I don't think everything's a dragon. Yeah, I don't think she would be, because then wouldn't <laughs> yeah. she have legendary resistance and she could have re-rolled... Or no, she could have just auto-succeeded yeah. on the saving that throw. Can be, that can be tricky, and I think that depends on the DM, though, of whether oh, or not okay. they know it's happening. I think with Modified Memory, you gotcha. don't know what's happening. Gotcha. Um, but again, yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think she's a dragon. I think it'd just be really cool. Yeah, that would be interesting. But, but do like you guys... It's like any cool NPC. Yeah. You're a dragon. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys think that Yusa... Is a, is a dragon. I definitely do. Yeah. There are many suggestions that he is, yes. Um, I've yet to see any enough corroborating evidence for me to go, yeah, that's that's going to come. That's definitely coming. Whereas, like, Artigan, I'm convinced now that mm -hmm. he is Artigan. The timeline matches up. The What he offered, the deal he made with Vox Machina, the the dreams mm -hmm. that Jester's had, everything. It's like, just tell mm -hmm. us, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh-huh. But off of, off of dragons, um, Matt's kind of hinted that Halas ha is this archmage that has performed this time travel esque spell. He hasn't like confirmed it. It's just been this like archmage that that Caleb has researched, um, yeah. and it's like, oh, maybe it was Halas since he's this all powerful, mysterious. Are you talking about the the when Essex said there's been two cases? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Wasn't that in recent? Didn't he say they were in recent memory? Or was that one was in recent memory? Uh, maybe it was just one that was in recent yeah. memory. And then one yeah. of them was, was a while ago. Yeah, so. you said that mage was never seen again. Like, the first yeah. one. So, yeah, that yeah. does... Like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, they kind of screwed that up a bit. I don't think I yeah. yeah. it many many uh, times. So. <laughs> and because they, they, they burned the body or got rid of the yeah. body, but Yusa still has, like, the, the ruby, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does Yusa still have the happy fun ball as well? Yes. And he also not does have... Would not have left him with that. <laughs> <laughs> and he also does yeah. have Willy, the Willy, uh, the yeah. golem that, mm -hmm. that the party made. Yeah. Man, I was really hoping they were going to take him with... Yeah, give me another um, doty. <laughs> another doty, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That would have been great. Um, I have one other thing... Oh, sorry, girl, you can go. No, I was just going to say, like, back to like back to Jess though was that does anyone remember if there's been a longer period of time of Matt consulting rules because that felt like to me having watched like both campaigns that felt like the longest period of time of him like like there yeah. are a lot of things to consider I'm not saying mm -hmm. crazy that it took him so long but it felt like re a really long time because normally it gets to a point and he goes he goes whatever house rule it's this yeah um but he was like check check and then he yeah. had like he told he said afterwards that he had like it was disadvantage but but advantage so it was a straight mm -hmm. roll and yeah. he was like tossing everything up and then even after that then when the memories like then when it actually happened and then you're like what you're saying to like he was trying to work out exactly what she'd said and how that would take effect. And there was just so much time and it was amazing. You could definitely see, I think the cast said afterwards, you could see him go from like, this is, this is a boss battle. This is, there's about to be a fight. There was a map underneath her, you know, there was a <laughs> hidden map. Um, and it, like, it was all building up. And also he put so much effort into it, building up to be scary. Yeah. And, mm. and then she just and came and like, like, 
undercut it, but I don't mean that in the way where some people say no. like that is like a disrespectful thing to do. Just in character, exactly what completely made sense, and and it was just another way of him being an amazing DM where he didn't like. You, there Shut wasn't even down. a moment you could see him processing it, but there wasn't a moment mm. where he was like angry. He was like frustrated mm. and confused, and then like just mm. like I think he even said, just really proud, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Travis picked up on it. He says, "Like I, I was watching your face and the whole transition of like emotions." And he's like, "Okay, so I rolled advantage, but wait, no, he's got advantage on that, so it's just a straight roll." But I rolled a two. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Just, um, I've I've been there. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there has been. I I can remember at least one other time where he had a long look at rules that I can't think of. In my head, you're gonna make me think about that now, though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like you said. He did say at the end, it's like. I've never been more frustrated as a DM, but mm -hmm. more, like as proud at the same time. Um, he had one of those moments. He had one of those moments in the first, yeah, in the, the, your, your, yeah. your 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 video with Beckman's counterspell. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, that's yeah. Uh, at the end of that scene. He says it. It's like I've never been so frustrated, but so proud. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. So those moments where your players make you play D make you play D and D. <laughs> Like, mm -hmm. you're not just, like, going along, making it up, looking at a stat block, looking at this and that, but those moments where they make, like, you have to play D&D, you have to yeah. look up rules, mm -hmm. and you have to be like, what is happening with this character? What's actually happening? And then yeah. it's so good. Um, I love players that do that, that feed you information for you to regurgitate mm -hmm. and give back to them in some form. I mean, yeah. Sam great at it when he was looking for spice and he's like uh, you there boy come over here and matt's like oh suddenly i've got to get find an npc and yeah make yeah. somebody um on the spur Absolutely. of the moment i mean yeah. kishore when they're wandering through the remnants of um iman after uh, before the dragon fight and he's like hey where, where are you from i was like hey kishore um <laughs> just a moment of spontaneity and everybody's going like what the hell just happened yeah. I feel like Liam does that a lot, but he always calls yeah. out like, hey, old person, or yeah, hey, yeah. hey, old man, just yeah. to get Matt to do like an old person's voice. Yeah, <laughs> that's so good. Okay. Um, one last thing that I wanted to talk about, because we still don't know, uh, what was the favor that the goblins did for Ashana oh, that she yeah. couldn't do herself? Yeah, what could I'm it not possibly sure if we'll be? I ever get that answer. Uh, no. Because I don't think they're ever going to go back to those goblins now like i think that yeah, might be true. over mm -hmm. um but i'm just i'm so interested in what could she not physically do or mm -hmm. um, do within her abilities that the goblin could um, it must have meant like killing a, a large body of people yeah or yeah maybe of some maybe kind. they maybe they killed scanlon's mom oh. <laughs> maybe Ooh, too soon <laughs> that clan <laughs> too soon um <laughs> like a hundred years ago yeah <laughs> Yeah, because it's interesting I, I, because that, because we know how, yeah, we know how powerful Ishana is and how long oh. she's lived. So it would have to be something substantial, um, for her to then owe them something, um, as equally yeah. important. I love that though. I'm always looking for, like I mentioned last week, the link between campaign one and campaign two. But Matt often delivers new NPCs, and you're like, oh, is this going to be the one? Is this going to be? Are you going to know something who's on the council? of the Saldori and 
he says like, oh yeah, they're a hundred years old, and you're like, oh, so they've been existing on the planet all the time that Vox Machina did, but they didn't encounter them. Wow, this world's massive and diverse and rich and full of like all of these little separate stories. Like when somebody went to the library and says, I'm going to search for evil things that have happened, and he's like, yeah, you find it, you find lots of it. There's been this yeah. and that and that and that, and then they're like, okay, I'm, I'm obviously need to narrow my search a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, a wonderful presentation of such a, a diverse world. I mm. can be prone to kind of linking all of my NPCs together. So they kind of go, ah, oh, you're in the same family as this NPC. We know that NPC. Mm. You're, you're bad as well, aren't you? And it tends to be a bit contrived sometimes as a result. And it's like I have to think a lot more deviously and wrap characters around storylines that are not relevant to the one that we're in. And Matt's a genius at doing that. I know we yeah. hear us say this all the time, but um, all GMs can learn so much from. Oh dear, I've just had a YouTube comment. Hello, Golden <laughs> Boy. I think it's also fair. I think it's also fairer to people who haven't watched the first campaign. Like, I would be happy to sit and watch them just come across everybody and every uh, old place and just everything. But yeah. um, I think it's yeah, it's so much fairer to people who haven't. Um, not because of spoilers, but because you don't want people just to be like completely lost. And so yeah. it's so exciting. It also makes it so much more exciting because it's just like little crumbs. But yeah. it's just, it's it's nice that he's not, and you know, here's a character that you really need to have watched campaign one to actually like, mm. you really understand what's happening here. I do, I do appreciate that they don't give into fan service yeah. that much because as mm. fans, like you say, we are trying to make, like, a lot of times we're like, we want connections. Um, mm -hmm. Someone just mentioned Whitestone, like, when they brought up the Residuum for the first time, they're yeah. like, oh, well, that's mm. going yeah. to mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Whitestone. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is, it, as you say, would cheapen it or make it more contrived if everything was connected. So I think having, like, this one major connection, because yeah. it's our target, yeah, we can agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, having that one major connection is the connection and yeah. the little bits with well allure is a big connection as well yeah i, I thought that was handled pretty well mm -hmm. though because it, it, yeah, it made was, sense yeah. for the story that but, she would be friends yeah. with yusa who are you gonna call yeah. Yeah. it is yeah. still their game they do it for what makes sense for their game mm -hmm. um i i do sometimes get a little worried with uh in canon live show episodes where they can sometimes play it up a bit for the crowd mm -hmm. um yeah where, like i remember like the season one of campaign love one episode. yeah the love potion <laughs> that but that, that was fine because that was kind of like no major <laughs> i felt like that wasn't a big deal that was more just fun um but there was the, i think it's the hats and hereditary where they met up with bex and bax's father mm -hmm. um oh, yeah. that was like it, that wasn't too bad it was fine but i'm i have very minor concerns and i, I trust them completely but it's more just as a fan of them doing travel con at a live show because it's been built up so much mm -hmm. and it's like oh like and yeah. also it's uh, that little bit of jealous that i can't go because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's in the yeah. Yeah. other side of the world but... i was thinking that when they announced the chicago one I was, chicago okay i've been there could i get there again i'm sure i could <laughs> have i got the money no i haven't i haven't got I the was, time no can't be done i was so disappointed when they said they weren't having a gen con show because i'm actually traveling to the states this year and oh. I, I was i'm just going to go to gen con and they're like, oh, no live show. I'm like, oh, I might still go to Genicon, but it won't be the same. So do you all <laughs> yeah. think that the um, Traveler Con will be 
at Chicago? I think so. I think there's I... a very good chance. Yeah, it's really like we well. were saying before the stream, it would be that or maybe like the negotiations. Travelcon is a lot more suited to the live show. But hang on, Nico, you're going there, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that's on the Thursday night? Yeah. Yes. So are we it's doing this on the following Friday? Will you be back home? By yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I live like 40 minutes from Chicago. Oh, right. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to the live show that Thursday night. I'll be back Friday to have this. And then I'm going to the convention on Saturday, that next day. So I'm going to have okay. like a weekend filled with, with, with yeah. Critical Role. It's um, so, yeah, super excited for that. Um, no. But going back to the to the callbacks <laughs> for from campaign yeah. one, my favorite one still so far of this campaign was Puma Soul reading Tarion Darrington's yeah. book. Yes. That was yeah. so yeah. good. Yeah, oh my god! Awesome link. Yeah. We need we yeah, need so many more though. Yeah. 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 Just, um, we just need to know who's on the Tadora Council. I know. Yeah. On. Once yeah. we have that information, it'll us. be. I'll just see that newsletter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, put it up on the bulletin board. Ooh. We'll be good. Um, <laughs> but I guess to wrap up, uh, what do you guys... We're kind of left at an, an open-ended ending, so to speak. So mm. what do you guys think uh, the party's going to be doing yeah. next? Obviously, the curse might be broken now, so they might be able to try that That's, spell once again. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if they were going to pop back to mm -hmm. um, Rosanna and try the spell again. Mm -hmm. uh, because time time wise, they've only spent really like two, three, maybe four days since they first tried the last the spell the last time. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they've lost a lot of time in this travel. They could go back there, do the spell with Essex, and then just travel down south to Clay's thing, and then yeah. do all of that. But I'm not sure if not if she, like having this time now might have made her reconsider doing it straight away. Um, but from a, a Viewer, I'm just like I want to know if the curse has actually been broken, yeah. which I think it has been because she mentioned she did the spell. But mm -hmm. I'm wondering what's going to happen when the hag gets her memories back. If she can, yeah. she's going to re-curse yeah. her. Can she do that from a distance? Yeah. Is she just going to be tracking them down? But I would like them. I'd like to see them try to do the spell again, or to at mm -hmm. least confirm that the curse is gone. Yeah. Um, mm. And then I don't know, deal mm. with the producers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Someone talked to Bo. Someone needs to talk to Bo. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, True. what are they going to do about Bo? They've had these yeah. two stories intertwining, and they've resolved one of them, not the other, and they've kind of forgotten it about almost. So it's like yeah. they need to address that, otherwise that's going to really implode. Oof. I wonder yeah. if there's going to be any fallout for Bo's family from the hag. Like, if they leave mm. and go off to the other side of the continent, and the hag... Well, yeah, if, if the hag works it out. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Oh, no. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She's got a very direct link, very close oh, by. Oh, God. Yeah. Have... You smell oh. familiar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Sorry, Nico. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I didn't even think of that. Now, oh, no. All right, they She's need to hag. kill her. They need to kill her. They got to go they back. They got to go back. I want to see a hag fight. Uh. Oh, no. A hag has a very specific set of skills i'm sure she will look for them she will find them and she will she's, she's got a band of goblins on call true uh-oh or just will send her more cupcakes and they'll like have yeah, a very fine. very powerful yeah. ally and it's fine you know, they've yeah, got essex a god with her later. yeah 
You just get Essex to drift up and it's like, yes, goblins. <laughs> yeah. They were hopefully they would respect Essex. Um, yeah, and get a few of those um, Echo Knights from the Drow army. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. these guys will mm -hmm. sort you out, goblins. Mm -hmm. It's a shame we didn't get to see um, Caleb's Echo Knight do anything. Like, it was oh, yeah. cool that he got to use mm -hmm. it. Um, and again, I think that lends into the idea of he was prepared for a fight. Mm -hmm. um, but soon. I love the idea of Dunamancy and the way Matt yeah. explains it. It's like yeah. it's not a new yeah. school of magic. It, mm. it's, it covers, it's yeah. an umbrella. Mm -hmm. So it's a wonderful interpretation of D&D. &D. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I don't know what's going to happen next episode, but I finally worked out like the emotion that I have leading up to an episode of Critical Role is, is as if there's a new episode of Firefly. Like, <laughs> no, I swear, I worked it out. It's like, it's so good that I can't believe there's another episode I get to see. I'm like, just so excited that that the story is continuing. There's another episode. And I'm like, wow, there's like, there's more of this. It's something that's so good. It doesn't mm. feel like there should be allowed to yeah. be more of it. And then there's another mean. one. Yeah. yeah. And so I, um, uh, I'm just, I'm so, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but every week I'm just like, it's another episode of Firefly. It's, an, it's another <sighs> thing that I didn't know. <laughs> Makes me so see. sad. I miss Firefly so much. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah me too. Like, but yeah. Does it, does it, I, I get the same feeling and I, I often get it in the opening title sequence and I kind of feel like the chills and you're like, oh, this yeah. is what I love. It's happening. Yeah. It's happening again. And so many yeah. other people are watching I, it at the same time. Yeah. That yeah. combined experience thing. Mm -hmm. I get that from the music they play during the gallery, the art reel. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. That, yeah. It, that feels like it's got so much nostalgia behind mm -hmm. it now. Yeah. It's it helps you remember like, oh, what they've been oh, yeah, through. Yeah, like we're, and, we're getting into yeah. it. And then when you hear the music fade down, you're like, yeah. <laughs> I have like, I have a very chaotic when I start watching Critical Role on Fridays because it starts at 2 p.m. here. Mm -hmm. I finish work at 2.05. And so wow. I'm running through the school playground mm. as kids are leaving. Get out of my way! <laughs> and then like, I'll put it on my Bluetooth in my car. Like I don't have the video, just the audio. I'm a safe driver, but I'm listening to it as I'm driving home, yeah. and driving through the bush, and it's like cutting out. It's like, no, what do they say? What do they say? Yeah, yeah. me too. It's cutting um, in, and out and in and out. Every every week, I'm like, I'm I'm not gonna watch it live. I'll wait for um VOD. It's fine. Oh no, I'm gonna watch it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it just it, yeah, it invokes such a powerful feeling. Um, yeah. Just watching it you because know, we all feel like the emotional connection that these characters go through, like the love and support that you know we've seen in the community, the the love and support that the cast shows each other. Um, yeah, it just it's the most just, wonderful thing. Yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing, and it, it is one of the uh, like more appealing things about the critical community as a whole. Mm. Um, it's just so great. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a fire mere kilometers away from me right now, and as there was yesterday when the show was on, and so I'm toggling between watching the fire app and watching Critical Role, and mm -hmm. just to have something, like, just so positive, like the show, but also, um, you know, for the most part, the community and the cast and just everything, just to have just such a powerfully positive thing to, to be able to uh, connect with is um is just like i don't know it's precious 
Yeah. Mm. It's profound. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I'm starting to really enjoy getting to know you guys and talking with you yeah. every Friday mm-hmm. and understanding your perspective of it. Because, I mean, I've got my own ideas, but then mm-hmm. you guys say things and I'm like, shit, I've been wrong for so long. Okay, I'm not going to tell them that. I'm going to agree <laughs> with them. Yes, good plan. Well done, Kim. Yeah. Good thinking. Yes, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's an enlightening journey that for all of us, I'm sure, yeah. hopefully, even the, some random people across the internet might enjoy watching us rabbit on as well. Yeah, which is why I'm super excited to go to the con because now I get to meet more critters, you know, out in the wild. Um, I've yet to encounter a critter, like if I'm going to like Walmart or just like the gas station or something, I've yet to encounter another critter. So it'll be nice to see them I saw someone in a hobby store once that had a strong strong jaw ale. And I was like... Oh, (laughs) nice. Yeah. And I was like, they're like, hey. (laughs) A girl on the bus. I was watching Critical Role on my phone. It was one of my my own videos. I don't know why I rewatched my own videos. I watched that enough. I, I rewatched my own videos. Yeah. Occasionally you get sentimental. Like, yeah. I'm gonna go back and rewatch that. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, bad edit that. Bad mm-hmm. edit that. And this girl walked past us and she went, "Oh, do you watch Critical Role? It's good that you're a bit old for Critical Role, are you?" And I was like, "Um." <laughs> And she just walked off, and I was like, oh, no. "But you're, you're a critter. Come back. Talk to me." No, all right, fine, never mind. Yeah. Much. Yeah. So, I get that. It's, it's the beard. <laughs> it's a pretty glorious beard. It's, mm, it's coming along. It's good along. we get to, yeah. we get to actually see you this week, though. Yeah. Uh, thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. Thank Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> I managed to deliver my webcam in time. Praise, yeah. Um, but if you guys don't have any other uh, closing yeah. thoughts, um, but that was awesome. Is it I. I, is it Friday yet? Yeah, is it? Th- please. Yeah. Um, is it the weekend? I feel like I feel like after because I love these like heavy role play, like super emotional, intense episodes. But I feel like we've had so many back to back. I'm okay with a nice filler, casual episode. But I feel like yeah. with everything that's happening in the story, I feel like we won't have one of those for a while. Um, yeah. Maybe this next episode would be a good time to have sort of like a filler episode. But even then, if they're going to be working on restoring Knot's true form, yeah. that's going to have its own like emotional baggage to it. So I think oh. it might be another mm-hmm. travel kind of episode where yeah. they're deciding where to go, mm-hmm. what they're doing next. Um, yeah. Hopefully more random encounter tables. We'll yeah. <laughs> well, all they have to do is nice. sleep, and then Caleb can yeah. use the teleport spell to get them anywhere they yeah. want. Yeah, true. One night. That's true. Yeah. Well, mm. they can sleep, and we can have some conversations. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. love love those 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 nighttime yeah, conversations it's like you guys fall asleep oh just quickly I'm yeah yeah say, i'm like yes, like yes yes please how long, how long did the journey take the through the swamp and all of that they didn't sleep did they, they in this episode no uh, i don't think no, they it was did like a sleep full day. they talked they about it early and then they yeah. got there at like dusk okay mm-hmm. so we've they still got horses i think i said it was a day and a half for her dad yeah like on foot yeah. What did he say? Travelercon's three weeks away. I think it was five weeks for Travelercon, four weeks for the negotiations. I think. Yeah. yeah. That w- but that was like four days. Ago. Yeah. 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 So it's probably yeah. Shit's over happen. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! But I guess my, my only last thought would be that if you, uh, I rewatched Marisha's Between the Sheets this week as well, and that was um, very powerful. Like, yeah, it's a it's it's really really incredible, and just because like, um, 
I don't know, she's received a lot of crap online for a lot of things and does whenever storylines, whenever her storyline comes to the forefront, so there's like a bunch of just crap. So, um, so like if you haven't watched that, I don't, I don't know, probably you guys have, but generally yeah. if people haven't watched that, um, it's a really, really good yeah. one to watch and was really, um, mm-hmm. Interesting to rewatch it this week, and then also to have it be very emotional for her this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good, yeah. very good between the sheets episode. Definitely suggest watching it. Um, All work, no play. Tuesday, oh, we've got to yeah. see. Yeah, we'll have to discover. We'll discuss that next week. Yeah, yeah. Once that's out, oh man, I can't wait for all their shenanigans once again. Um, so They're definitely going to ride horses. Hey, that's a theme that they definitely did because they keep talking about it. Like, yeah, about I thought well, I'd seen I think a that might have been like a Ren Fair reference, maybe because they talk about mm-hmm. Ren Fair a lot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Something yeah. That happened at Ren Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm excited for all Yeah, I saw Sam's wearing a shirt in oh. one of the videos. I'm hoping they make some merch. Oh, yeah, yeah, they gotta have merch for All Work No Play. It's yeah. season two, gonna be huge. Yeah, yeah, um, but anyways. Great. Guys, with all of that being said, I guess we can go ahead and wrap up. Um, you guys in the, the chats, you guys watching on YouTube, let us know your thoughts. Let us know all of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions for that episode. What do you guys think the party is going to do next? And what do you think of the huge legendary bomb that Laura Bailey dropped in that episode? Let us know and be sure to tune in again next week, um, 7 p.m. Pacific Friday um, for episode three of the what the sheep podcast um but thank you all for tuning in and we will see you all next time see you